0: This is an idea that comes from Vern Harnish and it's about identifying your sandbox and figuring out where you're gonna operate, uh, what niche you're gonna focus on. And you can say that you're gonna stand for whatever you want. You could say, oh, we only invest in profitable stem cell companies based in Texas, or we only invest in Midwest manufacturing companies doing a million dollars plus. And that's what we're gonna stand for. And we're gonna appeal to investors because of our niche focus on that. Um, Well, a lot of people can say that, but it doesn't really mean too much until you do things that show you have learned a lot by doing this, you have expertise, you have best practices to share that you've gotten, hopefully deals done over time. At the beginning, you might not have that. I didn't have that when I got started. All I had was knowledge I was gaining by talking to investors. And if you put in here Midwest manufacturing companies, million dollar plus, or you put in here San Diego based stem cell companies, whatever you're niche area is that you want to be known as the number one person in that area or the number one provider in that area of investments, it could be broad or small, then that would be the sandbox that you're trying to compete for. And I would encourage you to pick something that's so exciting and so powerful that it doesn't matter if it takes you one, two, three, five, or 10 years to be dominating that sandbox and be a top two player in that sandbox It doesn't matter how long it's going to take, the reward would be so large that once you got there, it would be worth all of the effort. That type of motivation is what's going to allow you to do a lot more than everyone else. And the people who do not want to take action on the next exercise we're going to do, in my experience, don't have a dialed in definition of what is their sandbox, what's their competitive map of the area they want to occupy, and this can slightly be tweaked. You could have a sandbox within a sandbox. You could have ones that are adjacent to each other over time. It's best to focus on one to begin with, uh, two at most, but really narrow it down to one area that you really want to be known for. And this will be something that will help you move past competitors that don't have this clarity. Uh, I've never seen anyone talk about this and I've spoken at 250 events in 14 countries that I didn't host myself speaking at other people's events. That's how I got into hosting our own events that no one ever talks about this. So what you want is that If you don't build up walls around your sandbox. It looks like this and any toddler could walk along and enter your sandbox. They don't need to have experience. They don't need expertise. They don't need money. They just say, hey, we stand for this. And it's just like you said so the, the words don't mean much. It's the actions that make your sandbox look like this. So when somebody says, do we wanna compete in the marketplace and investors' minds as the number one angel investor club that focus on manufacturing or whatever the position is, you want them to say, well, why don't we say we're gonna be focused on manufacturing tech deals only? Or how about we say, we only do manufacturing in Canada or New York City or the state of New York or something that's different than your sandbox because when they look at what you've done, they say, "Wow, i have done a good job building up around this." And if you search the keyword "how to start a family office," if you see, if you search the keyword "cent millionaire," which means hundred million plus net worth families, um, you're going to see that we occupy three to five, maybe seven of the Google search results on YouTube, Amazon, our podcasts, other people's podcasts. Those are sandboxes we've built walls around. Can't limit someone else competing against us directly, but we can make their life hard doing so in a way that just adds value to investors. So it's a way to be very generous to potential clients or investors, but others might see you as hyper-competitive because you're putting out a lot of helpful content and genuine resources on a specific area, um, which just means they need to pick a different sandbox and not make yours, you know, too crowded. You're preventing your space from becoming too crowded. All of our niches are getting more crowded all the time. We all have 10,000 competitors on a very broad basis that run a real estate investment firm, private equity fund, and operating business raising capital or 100,000 competitors in some of these cases or much much more. And if you choose a niche too broad, that's not even a niche, like I want to be an expert on the stock market or penny stocks, you know, surprisingly there's a couple hundred people fighting in the sandbox to be the penny stock expert because there's money to be made for that. It sounds like a small area, but you have no hope of being the number one expert on the stock market. You're competing against, you know, Kramer and Warren Buffett and Ray Dalio and a bunch of other people that for 30, 40 years have been dedicating their career to some version of that positioning. You also don't want to go too niche that you start. So you want to find something that's valuable. That's why I talked about future demand, your biggest strength, uh, where there's not a ton of competition that can help you define what your sandbox is.